What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 278th episode of the Pokemon Podcast Live. And already a disaster. The man that speaks over me constantly will. Oh, and the things I have seen this weekend, my eyes will never unsee. Wow. But I get to see you guys, which I never usually do. The the meme lord and one and only Travis. It's weird how much more nervous I am always about live shows than when we just record this, because the people who listen, or watch rather, live is a smaller portion than the people who listen after the fact, so I really should be nervous all of the time. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, myself, I, I don't know why I did this backwards, I am SBJ, the host and creator of the Pokemon Podcast. See, now I'm going into like my panel mode, it's like... Let me tell you about my show yeah, it's and why kind you're of, here. It's kind of like a panel. Yeah, a little bit. This is to celebrate our seven years of being a podcast. So just like all live shows, we probably won't be paying too much attention to the chat since we'll be focusing on doing the episodes. So at least for people who are not here, people who are listening to podcasts, it sounds like a normal podcast. Minus the fact we are doing this live. If audio levels are a little weird, please let me know, and I will get those adjusted. Let's let's dive into some Pokemon news. Did I miss anything? Pokemon news-wise, or just about life in general? Well, about life in general. Um, I don't know. Have you had a nice weekend? Yeah, it was all right. I mean, it was mostly like setting up this this whole weekend and getting ready for Gen Con. Oh, that's in three days, and... I was at Otakon all weekend, so I've done nothing to get ready. Con on top of con. Cons on is, top of I don't, cons. Mm-hmm. I don't know either, anything about either, but is it is that con that you just mentioned, the Otakon? Otakon? Otakon. Is that supposed to be the same name as the character from Metal Gear Solid? No. It Otakon. is uh, specifically for uh, otaku, people who love Japanese Got pop it. culture, and it is cosplay capital of the world right now oh that's fun you didn't see my picture of the uh young lady who had dressed up as um magikarp jump because i thought that would be oh no i'm never on the internet actually i did see that (laughs) never on the internet oh also if you if you tweet with the hashtag pkmncast it'll show up on stream eventually it's a little slow but it gets there news for you guys let's start off with the big news i guess I did a little mini podcast about this on Anchor, so I don't know. I I like that app a lot, but it's I have a love-hate relationship with it. Dusk Form Lycanroc Evolution shown off. Not the the in between between midnight form and midday form. I'll just read this off bubble bubble news here real quick. More information about Dusk Form Lycanroc. The new form of Lycanroc in Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon has been revealed. Dusk Form Lycanroc is a rock-type Pokemon and has the ability Tough Claws. Additionally, as revealed in Korokora, it can learn both Excel Rock, the signature move of Midday Form, and Counter, a move associated with Midnight Form. Only a special rock ruff can evolve into Dusk Form Lycanroc. Neither special rock ruff nor Dusk Form Lycanroc can be attained during normal gameplay. A special rock ruff that can evolve into Dusk Form Lycanroc will be available in Pokemon Sun and Moon via the Nintendo Network from November 17th 
to January 10th, 2018. It cannot be obtained in the original Sun and Moon. Oh, you you can't transfer it? Maybe? Well, no, you have to say these things because it's an audio podcast, even though we're looking at each other. There's, yeah, there's no there's no transferring. Isn't, what is it, um, Mega Latios can I, and Latios? Can I correct something? Yeah. What, one little thing. Dusk comes between daytime and nighttime. It does not come between nighttime and daytime. I don't want you to confuse our younger listeners. Did I say that? Yes. I just read you the said press it's release. between midnight form. You said it's, no, before that, you said it's between oh. midnight form and midday form. And I'm like, mm-mm, it's between midday form and midnight form. We're going to get dawn like in rock. Th- that would be dawn form, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more of, do you think we're going to get both? Do you think they're going to add two yes. and they just haven't announced yes. dawn oh, form? Oh, you think they're going to do a For super ultra sun and moon. No, no. So, <laughs> I don't think we're getting a for max sun and moon potion. super sun and moon. But do you think there actually is going to be a dawn form? I guess I didn't really think of it. Yes, I doubt it because usually when there's that sort of thing, they would announce both of them at the same time. Hmm. Because I think they did that for Lycanroc originally. I think they, when they originally announced it, they announced that it had two forms. Yes. For instance, I heard. I didn't hear. I saw some complaints on Slack. The fact that you cannot obtain this by regular means, obviously you need it through uh, promotion. Let's say you buy the game in February. doesn't seem like you have any way of getting Dusk Form Lycanroc because the promotion ends January 10th. Uh-huh. So now those people can't get this Pokemon. Okay, when Black and White originally came out, the only way to get Zoroark was with the little card from the movie, yep. right? So people who hadn't seen the movie couldn't get a Zoroark. Well, unless you had a friend who would breed you one, but I had no friends back then. I didn't even know what the internet was. But the moral, but the end of that story is then there are, eventually there are multiple ways to get that Pokemon, so, right? Same with Victini, where you could only get Victini at the beginning, at the release of Black and White with the Victini event that everyone had, but then later there were other ways of getting Victini, and I imagine it's going to be the same Yeah, here. but they also didn't say that this is not breedable. It may be breedable, you just can't get the original. Go back to Zoroark, that was, you could get Zorua in Black and White, could you not? Nope. No. no but it was had breedable. to have Yes. But this is this is more of a Ash Greninja situation, minus the evolution. Could it be? Possibly. I mean, let's see how it turns out. Yeah, um, it could be. There has never, there hasn't been a Pokemon where they have only done it once. Well, I guess like Magearna, but that's right. because Magearna's not even two years old. Yeah. True. Travis, give me some competitive insight here. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking? Are we talking Excel Rock? Because that is a pretty yeah. Good I'm talking move. Excel Rock, um, and why doesn't priority? Why doesn't Midnight Form have a, a a a move? It says Counter, which is associated, but that's not exclusive. Like yeah, I mean, Excel Rock is. I mean, there are a lot of examples of uh, there are a lot of examples of that, right? Like uh, Oranguru and uh, Pissimian are sort of marketed as being like two sides of the same coin. Oranguru has a signature move in the form of shoot what is that one called tutor? it's the one that, like that uh tutor that forces the, that forces the target to repeat their move whereas Pessimian doesn't have a signature move and it, it's the thing that it's that the marketing materials say that it has that gives it 
you know, its edge is uh, is a signature ability. So they're like weird examples of one Pokemon has one thing and one Pokemon might not, even though they're marketed as being two sides of the same coin. And so that's kind of the case with uh, midnight and midday forms of Lycanroc. Uh, and Excel Rock is a very good move because having a same type attack bonus move that's priority is always very good. And that move would actually be called Instruct. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yep. Are we going to get a third monkey? Orangutan, no. I guess? Ape? Oh, probably not. I mean, maybe. I don't know. That doesn't sound right to me, no. Because that would be a whole, that would be an additional species and i don't think we've seen evidence of actual like new pokemon in these games we've seen new forms oh, right. we haven't seen evidence yeah. of capital n capital p new pokemon cuz this is a this isn't adding a new pokemon to the pokédex correct right and it's kind of like like or- oranguru and oh that's so hard to say oranguru and Passimian are kind of like miltank and tauros in the alolan pokédex where they show up right. on the same page even though they're different pokemons you right. guys like the way this Lycanroc looks? Uh, it, not really. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the other two forms are more have more striking designs, and I, I can see what they're going for in the other two designs, whereas this one, I must be missing some some element of well, its design. because It's, it it's specifically supposed to, orange, yeah, it's supposed to be know. halfway between both, right? So it's got a larger mane that's closer to midnight form, but it's still kind of in a doggy form like, midday form so just like like 50 50 a little bit of a no half measures will it's go big or go home designing pokemon there would be no like rock dusk form (laughs) glad to know we're on the same side here i like it it's uh pure rock form did i say that yes no probably yes no you did not (laughs) i feel like i might have does that matter at all travis and competitive just pure rock i mean typing always matters in that it determines informs where to start if you're trying to counter it i suppose and it also determines what same type attack bonus you get so it's important but it's difficult to say what how this pokemon would operate without seeing its full move pool and base stats but but all the final lichen rock forms are rock only right so yeah, that's right. So it's like not surprising. Oh, yeah. really? For some reason, I thought midnight form was rock dark. No, it looks. I didn't like mean, it. that would only make sense, right? It's actually rock yeah. roll. Nope. Mm-mm. Don't do this. <laughs> Pokemon returns to theaters this fall. Article off Polygon by Allegra Frank here. Pokemon's twentieth movie. Pokemon I Choose You will receive an international theatrical run this November. The much-anticipated film will screen for two days in theaters around the world, the Pokemon company has announced, giving longtime Pokemon lovers a rare opportunity to see the franchise once again on the big screen. This will debut November 5th and 6th when the film plays throughout U.S. and everywhere else. Phantom Phantom Events, who is co-producing the screenings hasn't announced when tickets will be open for pre-order but keep a lookout for them although pokemon films have sporadically appeared in theaters since 2009 the last featured film to get anything close to a wide theatrical release was the 2002 pokemon heroes 
Oh, I mean, I guess if you say wide theatrical release, because I certainly saw right. the black uh, and white black and white movie in the theater. Yeah, I think it wasn't super wide. Yeah, of a that release, was very though. limited. I think that was twenty four theaters. Don't ask me. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't that see was it. Real good. I mean, you've seen it since, would... right? Oh heavens, no! Why I would, would I do say that? Because it's, it's really real good. good. I mean, it's no Celebi movie, but. It's enjoyable. I enjoy it. I like black and white. I liked seeing my favorite characters do stuff. I mean, I as the movies would do. I enjoyed the movie in the theaters. It was it was fun. It's not like I was going to rush out and buy it on VHS after after it premiered. Hopefully not. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Do you have the new uh, Pocket Monsters film on Betamax? Yes, thank you. <laughs> Please give me laser disc copies. Please and thank you. Do you have any ultraviolet digital copies of Pocket Monsters? I know the answer for both of you. I'm going to say, are you guys planning on seeing this? Travis is going to say no. Will's going to say yes. Well, the- Travis, you go first. Where, uh, just so I'm, I'm clear, because I was looking up something from Pokemon of the Week when you started. This is the upcoming movie that's like inspired by the original few episodes, right? Yes. We're talking that movie. I might see it. I mean... It- Full theatrical run means it's probably going to play in a theater near where I am. Uh, so that's a plus. And I don't know, like, even though I'm not a, I'm not like a Gen 1 or type person, and I don't, I'm also not the type of person that says, like, the first season of the anime is the only good one. I'm not that person either, but, uh, it, it looks like a different direction in the film franchise and so it's at least interest why is my computer making a noise right now it at least looks like a different direction in the franchise which is interesting to me the animation looks different and um i don't know it seems like they're going for something different which has piqued my interest i am planning on being at a card fight vanguard competition in honolulu hawaii at the t- on that one particular nah. weekend really so it was actually yes. the reverse of what you thought, Steve. I said yes, yeah. and Will said no. Well, I've been no, duped. I still may try to go in Hawaii. If it's showing in Hawaii, I will, I will try to go. But it's like I'm, I'm going to be at a Vanguard competition. So that's going to be tricky because I'm going there for Vanguard. It would be very <laughs> ironic if they don't show the movie in the country that the <laughs> last games were based off the country the country of hawaii yes. if, if only we could restore hawaiian independence the, the, wow the county of hawaii go oh. it's a whole state it is got a little bit of pokemon go news here ultra rare shiny pikachu released in pokemon go well that's fun after this is off Eurogamer, after Articuno, Moltres, and Zapdos, Pokemon Go has released its latest limited edition creature, Pikachu, Shiny Pikachu, and it's only in Japan. In the Pokemon games, each species of creatures has an incredibly rare alternative color version. To date, the only other Shiny that has officially been released in Pokemon Go is Shiny Magikarp, which therefore can evolve into Shiny Gyarados. Shiny Pikachu version is a little more subtle, Subtle has a slightly sunburnt coloration, and Shiny Pikachu can, of course, evolve into Shiny Raichu. Shiny Pichu is also now in the game files, but it has not been hatched by anyone yet. 
I want to clarify that we don't even know if it's hatchable. Shiny Pikachu right. is currently spawning in Japan at the Yokohama-based Pokemon Go Park event, timed to coincide with the country's annual Pikachu Outbreak Festival. There is no word yet on it whether Shiny Pikachu will might appear on these shores, these shores bearing Europe, but right now Europe has both Kangaskhan and Unknown spawning due to the Pokemon Safari Zone. Remind me how the shiny Magikarp coincided with the water event, right? Yes. That's one. And it was just like it. There was nothing. Uh, there there wasn't like a puzzle you had to do to get it. It was just like occasionally you would see a shiny Magikarp. Yeah. Yeah. So Pokemon Go has done a couple special Pokemon like Birthday Hat Pikachu, Santa Hat Pikachu. What was the last one? Something Hat. Ash Hat Ash the hat. Be po- careful. Pikachu. Pokemon trainer uh, from the cartoon Hatch Pikachu. And they did Shiny Magikarp. Shiny Magikarp was the only one that stayed around after the event ended. The three uh. Hat Pikachu went away. I have yet to find a Shiny Magikarp. Irene found a Shiny Magikarp right outside her work. She wow. has one. There's a Magikarp that literally spawns, I'm looking at it, there's a one that spawns behind <laughs> my house at like, in whatever the spawn rate is, um, there's one particular location that always spawns a Magikarp, so if I just sit here in my dining room and wait, eventually, statistics says I must. Well, you have to click on it, because it's not shiny on the map. No, I know, I catch oh, okay. all the Magikarps. Yeah, he's not a noob, Steve. <laughs> Although, I'm not sure, because like, I don't, like... My most common spawns when I'm out Pokemon going uh, are Sentret, Spinarak, and Hoot Hoot. And uh, those are should everywhere. I just keep grabbing those? Should I just keep grabbing them, or should I like just say, "Not going to waste a Pokeball on you, buddy"? If you want the Stardust, I, I don't know what that does. It powers powers <laughs> up your Pokemon. Maybe I mean, he, maybe he is a noob, Steve. Let's backtrack here. <laughs> See, I catch all the Rattatab because I want the Rattatab medal. What, which one is yeah. that one? It's like catch 500 extra small Rattatab and then you get the youngster yeah, Joey. The, the size think, matter, yeah. I think I have that. You caught that many? I know I have I a, don't think you've caught that many. I, he I, probably mean no, th- there's like there are like all the medals there are like three stages yeah. to it. There's like a bronze version and then a silver and then a gold. And usually, I know usually I certainly have a medal that's like catch a certain number of tiny radicals. It's like yeah, so it's probably the like the bronze version where it's like five as opposed to okay. five hundred. How do you guys feel overall about shiny Pokemon in Pokemon Go? I think people are filling their Pokedex faster because that's really the main thing you do in Pokemon Go is complete your Pokedex, and then at that point, I, obviously, you can get more involved in the gym system and powering up Pokemon and stuff. I guess shinies give people another thing to search for. I mean, the way I see it, more content that's at least vaguely interesting in a free-to-play game is always welcome. Like, when that content doesn't require me to start paying, like, I don't know, that's good, and it seems to be the more ethical way to uh, roll out titles with that payment model. What if you had to pay, like... $50 $50 to get a shiny charm. Uh, it would complicate those feelings a little bit, but I think I would still feel mostly the same because it's still possible to do it and I would presume not excruciatingly difficult to do it without. That's a lot of money for a shiny charm. 
for something they yeah, but it, like, oh yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't buy it coming it, across like, a shiny the price it could be a hundred dollars and i would feel the same because i'm not buying either of them i want shiny magikarp well, you'll get one. You you only want one because Irene has one. No. And you are like the most jealous human being ever. I want one before <laughs> she even started playing again. I wanted one since the water event. You say that, but you didn't say that before she got one. I definitely did. Roll back the tapes. I probably said... <laughs> there was an interview with Game Freak on Game Informer, and it's pretty... It's a pretty, not long, but it's a lot of reading to to get the good stuff. Thank goodness they did a video to go with it. <laughs> but I feel like the video left out stuff. I mean, it usually does. This one's off Game Informer. It's titled, Here's How Game Freak Designs Pokemon Creatures. Between all the different Pokemon games that have been released over the last 20 years, taking into account Mega Evolutions and new wrinkles like the Alola forms in Sun and Moon, there are 802 Pokemon. The creatures vary in design to an incredible degree, covering strange influences like keys and piles of garbage to less surprising designs like cute animals based on cats and koalas. While visiting Japan to explore Game Freak's developmental studio, we spoke to the Pokemon director, producer, and composer, Masuda, about what the process of designing a Pokemon looks like, whether they have encountered all, whether they have encountered an internal pitch that immediately is turned down, and what happens to their eyes over the years. Pitches for new creatures come from every corner of the studio. What are you laughing at, Will? The way that you said that last part. It just like I guess you have to have insider knowledge to understand that you mean that the Pokemon's eyes have changed since the yeah, original Pokemon. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm just reading word for word. I understand. Uh, really? Because that's not one of your top skills. <laughs> I think I did that pretty well. Oh, that's. I mean, you did okay. You did okay. Mm. I, I would, I would, I would put the inflection a little differently on some things, but you're, you're okay. <laughs> Quote, the graphic designers are obviously going to be the ones finalizing the look, but it's just not the graphic designers who come up with the ideals or draw the Pokemon, end quote, Masuda says. Sometimes a battle designer might want to feature specific move to feature a specific move in the game which will require a specific creature. A story writer might want to execute a narrative beat that requires a new monster. Alternatively, Alternatively, it might be as simple as a graphic designer wanting to explore an animal that has not yet inspired a Pokemon yet. Quote, these ideals come from a lot of places, the gameplay, the visual, the story, and in the end, those ideals just get centralized and designed, Masuda says. Alternatively, they may just need one more water Pokemon, so they say. Basculate. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I that is that interview is an interesting insight into how Pokemon are created. I had never. I, I guess if I had really thought about it, I would have come to the conclusion that sometimes a Pokemon is designed for its battle niche, and sometimes it's designed for story necessity, and other times it's designed purely for what animals haven't been interpreted into Pokemon essentially. But I hadn't really thought of that consciously, so that was it's interesting to hear. I think it would be interesting if they had a contest where they let people design a Pokemon and then the Pokemon could be in no, the game. No, 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 no. 
Where am I? <laughs> there are few, if any, hard and fast rules about what Pokemon can and cannot be. Quote, one thing we've always really paid attention to is treating them like living creatures. So you have to try to imagine where it would live in the environment and why it looks the way it does. What would it eat, for example, Masuda says. Quote, when designing a Pokemon and not just from a graphic design perspective, there must be a reason for why it looks the way it does and why you have to think and you have to think about why it might live in the Pokemon world. Pokemon designs rarely get canceled, so to speak. If a new Pokemon weren't going to fit in the if a new Pokemon weren't going to fit in the game or world, Game Freak doesn't let them get far past the conceptual stages. Quote, once you're in the middle of creating it and someone were to say, no, that's not a Pokemon, and that design process gets killed. That doesn't really happen that much, Masuda says. Quote, usually, instead, maybe the person who is directing the game might say it won't work in its current form, but maybe if you did this and adding ideals onto it, it might make it work better. For this reason, ideals for new Pokemon rarely get thrown away. That's interesting that they say that the ideas very rarely get thrown away. Uh, you'd think that they'd be tossing yeah. a lot in the garbage can. They, well, they made yeah. rubbish. They they have they have to be though right like I I the way I interpret that and the way that are, the the only way that makes sense in my head is to think that what they mean is if a Pokemon gets to the stage where a designer presents it to the whole team probably from that point it's not very likely to be completely canned but there must be there must be a trash bin in, in every designer's office just filled with things that they didn't even show to anyone that's reasonable but can you imagine like there's a meeting like once a week where like all the designers line up and they have to have a powerpoint ready and it's like here's the pokemon that i am pitching for this week it's here's five reasons why we should have this pokemon it snores and it makes other noises and the noises are attacked the roi on this yeah. design then, then you just see like the there's a shot of just like a whole bunch of business executives in suits and ties, and just each one like is looking directly at the camera and just like thumbs up. <laughs> no, no, like, no, thumbs down, no. and it's like a tie, and it finally go and it finally goes to the tiebreaker, and it's just <laughs> ding. No, you have to show the Pokemon that you're presenting five reasons why it should be in the game. And then it has to be a compliment sandwich. No, no, this isn't a, a, a review. And then you have to do like three three versions of it sounds three like versions one. of merchandising. You have to do plushies. You have to do some sort of like uh, one of those little thingies that Steve was getting getting and giving away the little figurines. And then no, Amiibo? the little figurines, oh, gallery figures, yeah, gallery figures. And then uh, and then like one other. Uh, new form of toy that the uh, Pokemon could in enable. Pez Dispenser. I guess I'm more curious about what Pokemon they designed to push. Like, in this generation, it's Lycanroc. Mimikyu. Mimikyu, that's another mm -hmm. one. Did you see the Mimikyus at the Pokemon outbreak? Is that a news item? That's not a news item. But yes, there is one Mimikyu at Pokemon outbreak. It's really cute. That's cool. It's so funny. I think they've used uh, Ditto Face Pikachu before too. That's what I've heard at hmm. at those events. I haven't seen a picture of that though. 
The last part of this Game Informer article just kind of talks about the eyes. They brought up to Masuda that the eyes are more round, whereas in like Generation 1, the eyes are more angular. Like, think Mewtwo, think Voltorb, uh, think Charizard. They have very like angular eyes. Um, and then if you think. It's such a weird. Like, it's a weird thing that Generation 1 fans have honed in on as like the determining factor that makes it. It's like. I don't know, they change design sensibilities. It's that they like I don't know, it's it's just a it's a weird detail to really hone in on. But but if you think about it, there are a few things in this world that have been picked apart so intimately as each and every Pokemon yeah. that ever comes out. Yeah. Uh Masuda just said that because of the technology back in the day it was harder to make rounder eyes because of pixels. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wish it was more exciting than that, but I want to say, though, that it's weird that Game Informer did this big article, and there's little to nothing about Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Uh, that's true. Did you watch the video that accompanied it? Yes, I did. At all? Where they, uh, so they did talk about the Switch version that they're working on. That was a big part of the video. Yep. And I thought it was hilarious when they were like, reading i don't know if it was like facebook feedback or tweets that they had received and it was like when are you going to make an open world mmo type thing for us and then they would just like point at the switch and they're like it's in here it's in here we're doing it and it's like that was funny to me i don't know there were a lot of like forum posts they referred to because i know like there was a giant bomb forum they talked about and it was Hey, when are we getting... Most of the questions I think you meant to say, Will, was when are we getting our console Pokemon game? Yes, 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 yes. And it was pretty much, hey, we're making one now. And I think they said sometime in 2018 or late 2018, I think they said. I don't remember. Which, I don't know. It feels so long away, but it's actually not. And I always forget that it's actually 2017 and not 2016. My guess is if... If they don't do November of 2018, which is normally when a Pokemon game comes out, they will do spring of 2019, which is when we also get Pokemon games. Yeah. But I can't really see much past that, because then you're you're pushing into a year plus without a Pokemon game, which they've done before, but... Do you ever think, like, you're kind of like wasting your life away just waiting and waiting and anticipating the next pokemon game and every time they set a date it's like nothing really happens in your life until that new pokemon game comes out no i don't ever think that right yeah i can't i can't really empathize with that feeling unfortunately i guess i'm the only one i feel so empty Mm -hmm. right now just waiting for ultra sun and ultra moon just like my life is meaningless until these games come out the 2017 Pokemon World Championships are headed to Anaheim, California from August 18th through the 20th. The best players from around the world will be competing for the title of Pokemon TCG Video Game or Pokemon Tournament World Champion for a com- combined prize pool worth more than a half a million dollars in prizes. The Pokemon World Championships are event or invitation only. Players have been battling throughout 2017 Championship Series to earn a seat at this prestigious competition. Spectators are invited to come and watch all weekend. And I think there's the fee for that. I want to say it's $12 to spectate. 
There will be streaming, Pokemon.com slash live. There will be four streams for the event, a Pokemon TCG stream, a VGC stream, a Pokemon tournament stream, and then the main stage stream. Streams will include all the final matches on Sunday. A Pokemon Center store will be on site, giving players and fans a chance to buy Pokemon merchandise that they won't be able to buy anywhere else except probably on PokemonCenter.com, including special nope. World Championship products. See, here's here's yep. the problem with that. You're not going to be able to buy any of those special products because they will be sold out instantly. Okay, do, do you know how it works? Because I've been to the Pokemon World Championships. I've been to Pokemon World Championships. But maybe they did it differently <laughs> when you were there. They let the competitors go first. That's why they're all going to be sold out. Exactly. <laughs> but at least the competitors get the nice stuff. I mean, I got a yeah. little um, Pokemon World Championship uh, notebook thing and uh i think i got a, a a pikachu stuffed pikachu from the world championships so not completely sold out i just didn't get the play mat or the sleeves or the good stuff. the competitors already get the play mats the sleeves all that stuff mm, that's true and then they buy other ones and then they, they put them on ebay backpacks. for like a hundred dollars a play mat <laughs> yep. too much money those things are invaluable. It's a life's uh, worth of memories. The playmat? No, I think there is a value to them, and it's not infinite. The old playmat. Well, I think that sums it up for Pokemon news. I don't have anything else. I probably missed something. It's been a busy week. But the Lycan Rock was the big thing, the interview with Game Informer. And again, if you're curious about that inter- if you even though we, we covered the interview with Game Informer, I would encourage you to seek out that video and watch that video. I think it's... It can't be more than four or five minutes long, if I recall, but it's it's a good watch. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to do our emails, we're going to do our Pokemon of the Week, and then we'll probably answer just a couple questions from chat. So thank you guys all for being here. I'm just going to put it on the standby screen. We should be back in no more than five minutes, so or no less. Keep that dog clean. Keep that dog clean. Keep that dog clean. Keep that dog clean. Uh, keep that dog clean in 2017. Uh, keep that dog clean in 2017. Keep that dog clean in 2017. Just gotta keep him clean. Just gotta keep him clean. Keep that dog clean in 2017. Just gotta keep him clean. Just gotta keep him clean. Uh, keep that dog clean in 2017. Uh, keep that dog clean in 2017. Keep your canines uh, in good condition in 2017. And we are back from our break to talk about some emails. 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 Email email is a great new technology that allows for seamless communication between two participants across the internet. Seamless. Seamless? They probably called it that back then. They called it seamless back then? Like they described it. Whatever. Okay. (laughs) I understand. This message is from Eva from Knoxville, Tennessee. Hey, PKMN cast and crew. I've been... Oh, I forgot to say. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can email those to sbj at pkmncast.com or you can go to pokemonpodcast.com and hit that contact button. Again, this is from Eva. I've been listening... 
for over two years now. And just to get it out of the way, I don't have a favorite because I think you all are awesome. That's not an acceptable answer. <laughs> I, I, won't, really. I, won't, I won't accept it. I just have one quick question for now. Even though it's my first time writing in, I just saw that the current global mission is going to be the last one until Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I haven't participated in any of the global missions, and no one I know seems to love them either. Why do you think global missions... Why don't you think global missions were successful? The concept seems fun and a good way to introduce some online features other than just regular battling and trading, but seem to flop pretty enormously overall. I feel like it may have something to do with the 3DS just not being a super great platform anymore, especially compared to the Switch. What do you think? Thanks, Eva. In case you read this on the show, my na- first name is pronounced Eva. Good thing I read the wow. PS. Oh, well, we got that's a wrong end of the email. Also, if you um, do read this on the show, I think it would be pretty hilarious if SBJ took a crack at pronouncing my last name, too. Keep up the good work. Uh, I think it's Herinkova? That'd be my guess. The best thing about that is that for privacy reasons, it actually doesn't matter because no one's going to be able to figure out what the actual <laughs> original spelling was to look up this person. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they bring up an excellent question about global missions. I forgot to include this in news, but no more global missions. Will, you were probably the biggest global mission person yeah, here. Out of us, at least. Well, but I, I'm very confused by their statement because, I mean, only the first one yeah, flopped. No. <laughs> they all were successful. Not only were they successful, they met their stretch goals. Boy, if the if the global missions were Kickstarter projects, they would have been, you know, well funded and and into production. A veritable by now. fidget cube of, a, of success. <laughs> there you go. Yes. But if if the I can't think of what global mission it was. What was it like? I'll trading? answer your question before you ask it. Yeah, there, there was the trading one. There was the play the the lottery in the festival there was plaza. A hatching one. Egg hatching one. The, the point of the global missions was not to have everybody running around to their friends and being like, oh, look, uh, let's do the global mission, blah, 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 blah. It was just to get you to touch the game again and, you know, bring you back into Pokemon Sun and Moon six months after the game, eight months after the game, nine months after the game has been out. So to make sure that you're going in and doing something in the game to maintain your interest in the game and saying that you got real play value out of the game over time. It's, It's not designed to be uh interactive run out and yell at your friends and that kind of a type thing i don't know i felt like it could have been that if they had designed it differently but they didn't i didn't i also didn't think the rewards were really that great like one dive ball so do you remember because you don't uh in black and white (laughs) too in black and white too there was an achievement system and they were all kinds of remember. achievements, mm-hmm. right? I remember the medals, it was cool. the badges, medals. Uh, well, yeah. And do you know what happened with those? They did something with the uh, town square mall thing. No, different. Um, <laughs> they moved all of that into the Pokemon Global Link. So that system is still out there, and you get achievements for doing things in Pokemon games. You just don't see them in the actual game. 
the point of any of that is just for people who obsess about getting those achievements and medals and everything like that. And that's the same thing with these challenges. It's just like there's somebody out there who's like, I have to hundred percent, you know, these different things. So I'm going to participate in the challenges and make sure that we get those things. I think though, I think though there is a bit of a design failure in the global challenges in that you can get the reward even if you didn't do anything, if you just signed up, I don't consider and then that a failure. I consider that a success. <laughs> I, but no, no, I, I, I think, I think it is good in that. I think it is good for the average player who doesn't want to like spend the time to do that. And maybe that's not the average player. But I guess what I'm saying is, if the goal is let's make sure people are playing the game frequently, so that when the next game rolls out. They think, oh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with Pokemon and I played it for a really long time. If that's the goal, then getting people to turn it on once every, however often, once a month or whatever, and just log on for two minutes to collect a reward and turn it off. I don't think that's a successful, uh, like, I don't think that's the vision of of what that piece of, uh, what that event is supposed to do. So in that sense, I don't think it's successful in that it didn't do what it was trying to. Uh, maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe it's like more of a Japanese culture, like I can this kind that. of a thing. Could be. I can definitely see that. I was gonna say I don't have I don't have the numbers in front of me, but wasn't the trading one? Wasn't it trade five hundred thousand Pokemon or something like that? Maybe that number is too high. I think that number is too low. You think that but... number is too low? Mm-hmm. Given the number of Pokemon, wasn't the play- trading one the only one we didn't do? Was it? We, was, was, no. was the trading one the first one? No, no, no. It was the, the first one, one was the after. catch, catching. Oh, catching! Okay. And they did it too early. Like not enough people had the game, or had like had the game for long enough to sign up for to get into the festival plaza and like realize they could sign up for missions and stuff. So I think that's why that one did not succeed. I think it, though it comes at a failure to the point where you have. Like less than ten, if not less than five percent of actual players who bought the game participating in this stuff. Well, like, but I mean, I think, I think it didn't help that you had to go into F- Festival Plaza and then talk to a person to even sign up. It should have just been connect to Festival Plaza. That should have just been part of the agreement. Well, of- overall, Festival Plaza is. They're, they've got to give us an answer for this. <laughs> Agree, yeah. Festival Plaza is yeah. is just, it's not right. They, they've got to they it, it, it they've got to fix it. It's it just doesn't fit. Do you think it'll be different in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, or do you think they'll use the same? I don't think they've had enough time to make it different. The same game. And I just yeah, yeah, this is going to be a tack on. Um, that they're going to change put tack on a new or a variation on the story onto the core game uh, build that we already have yeah. um we're not going to see any significant change until pokemon switch on switch off <laughs> oh no <laughs> who wants to buy pokemon switch off? i always get the off version <laughs> yeah but um i mean with like x and y you were always connected no Unless not always but you could turn on always connected yes you could, be, right? Yeah, and Sun and Moon doesn't. That was a that was a very good. Sun and Moon didn't really have that feature at all. Which, if it did, I think the global missions would have been more successful. 
Or not more successful, that's, but like... Yeah, I think that's a fair point. More participation. Yeah. Do you know what would be cool? So I, I'm just going to keep going back to black and white throughout this entire episode because um, best Pokemon game. Uh, do you remember on the second, on the lower screen in black and white, you had the little like connect shirt, connection, internet connection thing, and you could customize it with different backgrounds. And that's how you could get into... The G-Link? To, yes. C-Link. C-Link. Uh, yes. Um, wouldn't it be cool if they had that for the like the festival plaza stuff and then you could see like an increment of how people were doing in the global mission as it was happening that would be really really and then it would like tick off it's like oh we hit the goal and like little fireworks would show up on your yeah that would be cool i i don't miss o powers though that was x and y Uh, i mean they had their purpose that certainly did encourage interaction between people because they were like you go on Twitter and you'd be like, send me egg hatching O powers because I'm trying to hatch a shiny uh, Magikarp now. <laughs> That's not hard to do. Uh, <laughs> shiny Drift Blim, uh, you know, but you whatever. Go. This message is from Nick from Laramie, Wyoming. That's the only Nick in Wyoming. Only one I heard. Hello, guys. I'm a recent listener. I just started getting back into listening to podcasts and yours was one of the first one I started listening to and I absolutely love it. I listen to your podcast while commuting to work and it makes the commute much more bearable. Thank you. My first question is, are there any real world animals slash things that have not been made into a Pokemon? Every time I try to think of an animal that is not a Pokemon, I then realize that there is already a goat Pokemon, for example. It seems that everything is a Pokemon now and it really has me thinking about it. My second question, if there are any animals slash things that have not been made into Pokemon, what type, what is the type that you would want it to be? Would you want it to be a straightforward water or would you want it to be something, say, like fire slash grass? As always, I will continue listening to your podcast. All of you guys are awesome. I can absolutely not pick a favorite. See you later, Nick. Such a load of baloney. Still not an acceptable Such answer. Such a load of baloney. Uh, chat is saying dolphins. So I, yeah, I don't think there's a dolphin Pokemon. There's probably plenty of specific I mean, fish that have not been made into Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. I so I have my. I'm I'm really into lichens recently, and that's that's not L Y C A N like lycanthropes. That's L I C H E N, which are that. So they're they're an organism where it's you've you've seen them all around you just probably call them like moss or fungus or whatever but they're specifically it's fungus with either algae or bacteria living symbiotically with it to the point where it's just called a like a like like it's just referred to as one thing even though it's both like fungus and bacteria for instance and it grows in sort of like it looks sort of like moss and it's really cool i don't know how you would make a pokemon out of it but that and slime molds have been occupying my brain lately mm. which are both very very cool things yeah i was gonna say uh an oryx but honestly you could say like cobalion like from destiny no uh it's o-r-y-x um but i mean it's kind of like a horned goatee looking thing so it is kind of like uh Verizian actually looks a lot like an oryx but I will give you this one. Ready for a stumper? A water bear. A stump. 
Ooh, tardigrades are really cool. I like tardigrades. Because they're like the ultimate life form. They can just live anywhere. <laughs> oh, a tardigrade Pokemon with like a really interesting, like unique ability, sort of like a shedinja ask ability. Not specifically that mechanic, but a mechanic like an ability of that specificity for for like a tardigrade pokemon making it immune to like a lot of just everything different yeah. like status effects and that sort of thing yeah that'd be cool they haven't done like a centaur pokemon they've done a lot because of that's not a real creature neither is a unicorn or a dragon but he said real creatures yeah, but, the, but that wasn't the question <laughs> the question was what real world animal or plant i guess has not turned into i'm just thinking pokemon. of other things that they have done like there's not like a sphinx poke well i guess no cophagrigus is like a sphinx it has like no the- it's a sarcophagus well yeah but it has like the 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 headband thing I don't know what they call it. Has, it, it, has ancient, it has ancient Egyptian aesthetic, but it's yes. not specifically yes. like a sphinx. But they could do a sphinx. That's also I not a real that, creature. Yeah. Maybe not in your world, Will. Do you have a bunch of sphinxes walking around Milwaukee? Not any time I've been there. Well, yeah, the Milwaukee you know what they? You, you know what they haven't done? Birds. <laughs> <laughs> they need like a normal flying... Bird Pokemon. So, so and then I'll be <laughs> Pidgey's not not doing it for you. What? Sorry, I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> Sorry, I can't keep this up. There's... What about an earthworm? Mm, is no, there no Diglett's worm? There. Are there no worms? Yeah, Diglett might be kind of that, but di- no, Diglett's more of a mole. Yes. Yeah, Diglett's a mole. mole. Yeah, or a vole. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No Here, worms. Are there really no worms? No worm Pokemon. Oh, uh, no. Well, do you call uh, elective, electric is like an eel. An eel yeah. is not e- a worm. E- Electros. Just kind of a worm. Yeah. Tynamo. That's, yeah, it's more. E- e- is the only thing. jellyfish Pokemon that Ultra Beast? No, you also have Jellyfish. Oh, yeah. The Pringles the guy. The, it's a very good Pokemon. It is not to be reduced as the Pringles guy because I like Jellison a whole lot. I do too. Uh, octopus is octillery. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, most of them... We could be here all day, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good question. I think dolphin, though, is probably the one that stands out the most. Yeah. Yeah. It's just you don't want that many food-based Pokemon out there, so... And they only they only have one whale. Well... I feel like I feel like the ocean is big enough for two whales. Well, yeah, you got whale myrrh and whale lord. <laughs> yeah, but they're the Doesn't same family. Count. Yeah. And I meant Chilean sea bass, which is also known as dolphin. Uh, This message is from Kevin from Tempe, Arizona. (laughs) Probably the the only Kevin in Arizona, I'm assuming. (laughs) It's a sparsely populated state. (laughs) Yes. I've been listening since the first season of Mythical, and I am impatiently waiting for the next season. I just have a quick question for you guys, and I would like to hear your opinion on. My favorite Pokemon is Gliscor, but my question is, why can it not learn fly? I know that I know that the given explanation is that it glides and doesn't really fly, but if that's true, I'd love to hear the reason why birds with no wings and two heads can learn fly. I think they're referring to Doduo and Dotrio. Are there any other Pokemon you should feel be able to learn the move fly or 
something else that they were unable to learn. Keep up the amazing work. I look forward to listening to the show every week. Thanks, Kevin. That's a tricky question because you're assuming I know like every move that every Pokemon can yeah. learn. Uh, why can't Diglett learn Dig? Oh, it can. All I, right. Well, um, I mean, can't uh, doesn't Gyarados not get access to Fly, which is strange given that it's flying. It's flying. Gyarados falls There's under the 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 Pokemon that needs their types adjusted, but they won't. No, it did, because it got a mega form uh, that has a dark. Yeah. They should just go back and fix it. Are you sure that Gliscor really can't nah, fly? Nah, because it's... Can't, you can't retcon the Pokemon world. Yeah, you can. They did it with fairy. <laughs> they did it with fairy type. They fair. did. <sighs> and they shouldn't have. You heard it here first, even though I love fairy type. <laughs> And I guess they did it as well with Dark and Steel because they made like uh, Magneton Steel. And they Why? did kind of do it with like the splitting of stats. Yeah. Why is Gliscor ground type? This is the true mystery. <laughs> it is a strange typing. It's a cool Pokemon uh, that I don't understand. Yeah, There's probably not- some more lore behind it that we don't know. It's a freaky flying yeah. scorpion that's going to poison you. With yeah. annoying abilities. It, it's probably based on like a Sphinx or like a, yeah, yes, or of course. a centaur or something. It looks a like dolphin. a bat with lobster hands. <laughs> it is not a dolphin. <laughs> Why can't Piplup learn fly? That's the real question. Why? Penguins <laughs> don't fly. It's because you haven't seen a penguin fly, Travis. Doesn't mean it can't. I mean, that is a... Cr- like, it is correct that just because I haven't seen a thing doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but science, like, is, is, is in, is pretty conclusive in saying that, that no penguins cannot fly. And I take, I take the general consensus of biologists uh, to be correct. Martin from Keele, Wisconsin writes in, I don't, I live in Wisconsin. I don't know where that is. It's where the Keele stuff from the mall comes from. Oh. This is my first time writing in, but I've been a listener to this podcast for a while, and it's definitely one of my favorites. Which Alolan Pokemon do you think should have a non-Alolan form? I think an Ice-type Palosand, I don't know why I was stuttering with that, would be interesting. My most interesting Pokemon experience Mm. is when playing Red with only two Pokemon registered to my Pokedex, Charmander and Lapras. This was somewhat difficult because neither Pokemon knew fly, but it was worth the challenge. Marty. That's, which that is an oh, interesting Oh, I see. The person so means I, a Pokemon yeah. for a new like a new Pokemon to Sun and Moon. Like not in Alolan form, but a completely new Pokemon from Alola. Like imagine if there was a Kanto form of it, essentially. I understand. It's a good um, question. Hmm. It's hard to find an answer, though. So if Palosand was ice, because I like this example, would it be like when you build a snowman, like a snow castle instead of a sand castle? I, that's a good idea. Yeah. I would, my answer is, uh, my answer is Crabominable, and instead of like a giant snow crab, it would be like a, like a king crab, and it would just be like pure fighting or something. 
That's good. is pure fighting. No, it's ice fighting. No, it's fighting fighting ice. Ice fighting. Are you? Oh, but it's pre-evolution is fighting only. Yeah, that is correct. Okay. Cabrawler. Um, How horrifying would it be, would a ghost animated snowman be running after you, trying to eat your soul? That's Mm. good, too. (laughs) Um, Could there be like a Canto Beware, but instead of being also fighting, I think Beware is normal fighting? Normal fighting. It would be like normal fairy and be more peaceful than the... I like that. I, uh, I'm going to go deep. If you're ready for it. I'm, I'm ready, ready for you to go deep. All right. Poison fairy shenotic variation. Ooh. Yes. I like it. Yes. I like Delicious. It. Don't eat the shenotic with the frill. <laughs> would, it be, would it be a different uh. mushroom? No. Well, I mean, it's a different form, so it has some physical characteristic changes, but you can tell that it's the poisonous one because it's got a little frill that makes it yeah, that's that's interesting because I grow up in an area where at certain times of the year morel mushrooms grow, and morels are very coveted for their unique flavor. Um, they're very good, but there's a mushroom that looks almost identical to the morel, except the the cap. I, I think it's the morel. The cap goes all the way around the stem, and then there's like a poisonous mushroom that that I don't I don't think it would like kill you, but there's a mushroom you're not supposed to eat that the the bottom of the cap is detached, but otherwise it looks quite like a mar- So it could be an instance like that, but for the... is a, I guess a shenotic is supposed to be like a shiitake mushroom. Yes. yes. And it's got wild eyes, and it just wants to poison you. That's a, that's a really good question. I would love to hear what Slack and our chat thinks about that. Uh, we'll do one more email here. This is from uh, Evan from Roland Heights, California. Huge fan of the podcast, long-time listener, first-time caller kind of feel. I noticed you say house cleaning a lot during the interview episodes. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect, but there's a variation of the phrase actually called housekeeping. Yep. Not trying to be mean, just wanted to help you all out. Evan. I question I question the long-time and long-time listener, first-time caller, because... M- on at least, well, th- there has been an occasion on this program where I can't remember if it was Will or I, who or both of us together, Steve out for saying, yeah, for calling housekeeping house cleaning. And after that, uh, you know, we all know SBJ; he's pretty stuck in his ways, and so he dug he dug deep into those trenches and refuses to say the correct one ever because we dared correct him in his infinite and, wisdom. And not only does he refuse to say the correct one on this program, I'm pretty sure other podcasts <laughs> also have a house cleaning segment. <sighs> what other podcast? The carve. There was <laughs> I don't I don't think the carve has house cleaning. Uh there was like a day I remember I was talking to Travis and Slack and I found other not like it might have been podcast, but it was yeah. like two other yeah, references. And I was like, and I was like, cool. Other people make the same mistake. Cool. <laughs> other people are just as as ignorant as you are. The segment is now called House Cleaning, but it's about housekeeping. It's actually not about yeah, either of those it's... things, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we do follow Robert's rules of order while we do the house cleaning segment, so. <laughs> Robert's rules of order, did I get the uh, reference correct? Will, go, going to Will I, for I the, that the, is the going that to the judges? That is the correct uh, terminology, yes. The judges rule that yes. I get the point for for Robert's rules of order. Great, awesome. The joke lands. Official. All, all, the, all, all <laughs> those in favor say aye. Funny. Aye. All right, I, motion passes. But the someone says seconded at one point. <laughs> but the segment is a long running joke. That's right. So that's that's just what that's just what you get. It's either a joke or ignorance. Uh, we can never tell. <laughs> pretty much sums up the show, yes. right? So we'll do our Pokemon of the week here. But before we go well, to Pokemon of the oh, week, okay. Travis has some news to share. Now we already did Pokemon news. We can't do this. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're it's going not po- back. It's to not news. Pokemon news. It's just news news. Um, yeah. So I've been thinking about this for a while. Um, I'm going to step away from the show. Um, you know, I might occasionally, if Steve needs someone to substitute here or there, I might hop back on. But just in general, I won't really be on the show much anymore. And the reason for that is just. Uh, it's mostly time, uh, because pretty soon I'm going to be moving to a different country, I'm going to be getting married, and I've got a lot of other things on my plate, so it, when I was just looking at the things I'm doing every week to like add more time to my schedule, since I've got other shows that I'm more, uh, that I have more responsibility over, right? Like, um, Very Random Encounters, Arbitrary Archive, and Got It Memorized, like, those shows like I think need me a little more than it's super effective does because it's super effective wasn't a thing that I helped start. So, um, (laughs) and you know, I've been here for over 200 episodes, so I think people have gotten enough of me by, by this point, but yeah, I'll be, I'll still be around. I'm still on those other shows, but, um, I just need more time in my life. So it was an easy way to cut three hours, uh, into my week every week. So it's been so much fun though. I've, the show is like connected me to, like the friend group that I considered like one of the most important in my life. So I'm very grateful for you. You wouldn't show. have found your fiance without this program. And I also have that, news for you. That is um, correct. You say you're trying to move to another country, but me having this document here and not in your hands says otherwise. I have no foiled again. I have, I have a passport too. <laughs> like what do you, what just happened? Did you think? Did you think I didn't have a? Did you think? I, oh, you're trying to make me yes. think you stole my passport. <laughs> why would you which do? Was why right would you have your passport right next to you? Who do you does see, that? Do you want to see my terrible passport? Wait, is there? Is this? Is this a thing where if I show it, yes. it's like a social security yep. number thing that yes. I'm not supposed to show on the internet? Then I won't show my passport photo. But it's bad. So it's it's documented forever. Travis, I can't thank you enough for the pass. Six and a half years that you've been on the show. It's what, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a long while, and same to you. It's been like an awesome opportunity and and great getting to know everybody. And obviously, I'm st- still going to be around, but you know, right, it's, it's a huge chunk of my life, and it it's it's was and continues to be super important to me. Yeah, and this was a conversation we had like three weeks ago now, so it's something yeah. that you know we've talked about uh, pretty in depth. But that's why you're gonna do Pokemon. You're gonna, that's why we we did this before Pokemon of the Week, so that you, mm-hmm. we didn't end on a sour note. The Pokemon of the Week, of course, is going to be Pile of Swine, which is your favorite Pokemon. That's right. 
I totally forgot though. We have one more email here. Let me let me just read this real quick. It says, "This is my request to be on the podcast." I'm not sure who it's from. Uh, it says, "About me, I'm 18 year old and I'm a senior in high school. My interest includes film, music, and I play the trumpet, and I also write some electronic no! music, and of course, <laughs> the Pokemans." Reasons why I should be on the show. I've been no. playing Pokemon since Red no. and Blue came out. Number two, oh, I know no. a lot. <laughs> I know oh, a lot about no. the little stuff in the game, like EV oh. training, specific effects of moves, oh. etc. Number three, oh, I already no. run my own podcast at the thirdreel.blogspot.com. Oh, no, oh. It's oh. about movies, not about Pokemon, oh. but just to show you that I have some experience. Oh. In case you listen oh, to it. No. The reason the sound quality isn't that great on my podcast oh, no, no, isn't no, no, my no, microphone. No, 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 it's just no, that I have to cr no. compress my file oh. a lot to upload it to my web host because I don't pay very much. Oh, no. Number four, oh. my favorite Pokemon is Pillow Swine. Not really oh. a reason, but he is awesome. Number six, also oh. there's no number five, by the way. <laughs> Number six, oh, I'm going to be no. at the Midwest Gaming Classic to see you guys anyways. So if you'll have me on, oh, then that would be a great additional host there. LOL. Number seven, oh. I'm a straight up gangsta G. That's, per, this is the most embarrassing one. Maybe Why not. Actually, that? very, very oh. not. My microphone is a oh. Logitech USB headset. The quality is fairly good. I can record anytime oh. around 6.30 Eastern on all days but Sunday. And that oh. seems to wow. be from Travis Wheeler on February, oh. February 22nd, 2011. Amazing. Oh. Thank you. For the seven years, <laughs> Travis. <laughs> it was as Don't you have bad a copy in your sent emails going. that oh. you read every like year, month, week? <gasps> oh. I want so so here here okay. I want you to I want everyone <laughs> to know two things. First, as Steve started reading that email, I was like, that's weird. This person sounds exactly like me. <laughs> When I first started being on the show, and then I realized, oh no, it's finally happening, and it was a nightmare because of all of the words in there, um, which are really bad um, unequivocally, especially the part that I'm not going to repeat because I won't let those words exit out of my mouth. Um... I don't even remember what the second... Th oh, and the second thing is, no, of course I don't read that frequently, because it's like, uh, I was boring and awful and embarrassing when I was 18. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We we oh. you, you did give me permission to read it. I just... Yeah, I mean, I, just, I did. Uh, I held on to it for a while. All emails become property of Pokemon Podcasts. Yeah. It's super effective. We... <laughs> We 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 teased oh. it for several weeks in a row, and then I let it I let it slide. So it was it was <laughs> off your radar, good. Travis. <laughs> at at what point did you realize it was you? Um. It, uh. 
So when you said <laughs> I play the trumpet, I was like, one, that's a weird that's a weird detail to to mention. Like, why why does this person mention that they play the trumpet? That's weird. Two, wait, that's a lot like me. Cause I do that. I was eighteen when I started. Oh no! <laughs> I've never heard any of this electronic music. I, it's because when I was eighteen, I was really into like I was really into chip tune, which is even more embarrassing. Oh no! Ugh. I couldn't. I couldn't think of a better email to read on on your your goodbye episode. <laughs> Are are oh, you no. capable of doing Pokemon of the Week right now, or should we do like Probably another? Not. Should we... <laughs> I mean, I'll okay. Let me see. All right, yeah, I'll do it. Pokemon of the Week is Pilus Wine. It's gonna. It, I mean, it'll lighten my spirits a little bit. It is my favorite Pokemon. It is um, your favorite Pokemon. You, 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 wait, you have to let me read the biology. Oh yes. Oh, yes, is that yes. the order? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And this is a. I, I'm I I will see if I can keep myself from laughing because not only is the biology <laughs> really bad, but there's a picture of a jinx like giving a pile of swine eye drops. <laughs> it's so <laughs> hilarious <laughs> with the caption that says "pile of swine's oh. eyes." All right, let me compose. <sighs> compose. All right. Piloswine is a big, brown, furry Pokemon with an impressive hump on its back. It also has two tusks made of ice, which seems small but can be lethal. These tusks thicken when it snows, and they are smaller on a female Piloswine than on a male. It has floppy ears that are sensitive to sound. Piloswine has two beady eyes in its head. However, these are usually covered up by tufts of fur. As it is usually unable to see... It checks surroundings with its sensitive pig-like nose. Instead, its hair is so long that it usually covers its small hoofed legs. Despite the small size of its legs, its hooves, 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 pick whichever accent you prefer, ensures even footing on icy ground. Piloswine tend to inhabit cold places such as icy caves, mountainous regions, and frozen tundra. It often digs for food buried beneath snow and ice. Pilus wine is so good and pure and <laughs> hug size. Oh, I love Pilus wine. So, so this moveset comes to us from the Pokemon of the Week Slack channel, uh, from Slack user Ultra Wabafat, aka Riley. Let me expand my window so I can actually read the words. Uh, yeah. See, these are the great moments that are cut out when. Okay, there we go, when it's not live. Okay, uh, Riley says this is for a hail team, which is interesting. Uh, so it's leftovers with the ability Snow Cloak. Uh, that's an ability that makes it more, e it increases the evasiveness of a Pokemon when under the effects of hail. With the moves Blizzard, because Blizzard uh, always hits when under hail. Uh, Earth Power for same type attack bonus for that ground type. Uh, Freeze Dry, because it provides coverage over water types. Freeze Dry is a really cool ice move that is actually super effective against water types. Um, and then uh, Protect, because this is a set for doubles. The nature would be modest with 252 EVs in HP and 252 in attack with the remaining four in defense. Um, Hail's fun to play around with. Uh, it's always pretty much in every iteration of the game with Hail. It's, it's an interesting... Um, 
it, it, like it, it's never really you know risen to the top of of the weather uh all the different weathers with rain and sun and hail so for that reason it's always fun to experiment with awesome and then we'll do our pokemon go move set real quick uh palaswine is really effective against zapdos currently in the game as of this recording, there's probably only going to be one or two days left on Zapdos, but your best moveset for Piloswine is going to be the fast attack being Ice Shard and the charge attack being Stone Edge. And if you can't get Stone Edge, Avalanche is kind of second best, but you do want that you do want that Stone Edge for Pokémon like Moltres, like Z- and like Zapdos, for example. And uh, we forgot to do this last week for Pokemon of the Week, but a shiny pile of swine is, like, covered in gold over here. It's like blonde hair instead of brown hair. It's a really great shiny. And some trivia of all the the Pokemon that need to know a certain move to evolve, pile of swine is the only one that doesn't, that does not learn a required move at a specific level. However, Ancient Power is Piloswine's list up of level up moves. Thus, it can be recovered by a move reminder in exchange for heart scales. No other Pokemon has the same type combination as the Piloswine and its evolutionary family. Piloswine and its evolutionary family are also the only Pokemon weak to all three starter Pokemon. So there you go. Not that much trivia on Piloswine, but... Uh, it's a pretty cool Pokemon. And Travis's favorite. <laughs> it's very good. And it will never be covered on this <laughs> program you. ever again. Thank you for indulging me one last time. No problem. And yeah, some house, some uh, otherwise some other house cleaning. I can't say enough. Thank you again, Travis, for being on the show. Obviously, you're always welcome back when you have time. Um, will, no thank you. <laughs> I got no place to go, dude. You're gonna see me in like three days. That's true. That's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna see you. What what Will said will be uh, Will and I will be at Gen Con along with Micah. I know Logan will be there. Greg Greg and Logan from Mythical will be there. Irene will be there. A bunch of other people will be there. So if you are attending Gen Con Indiana in Indiana, we are not doing anything Pokemon podcast specific, but please do not hesitate to find us. Irene and I will be at PAX West at the end of this month, September 1st through, I don't know, 4th, so wherever that is. And follow us on Twitter, at Pokemon Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PKMNCast. Reddit link below, Patreon link bef- below on our YouTube page. This will be archived, so if you miss the, the front of it or the middle of it, you'll be able to watch the whole thing on YouTube. This will be cut and edited for the audio version of the podcast, so it should sound a little bit better. It cut out any awkward blah, blah, blah. And that's that's all I got. Travis, do you got anything before we wrap up? Yeah, do you mind if I, since for uh, one last ride, do you mind if I <laughs> plug everything that I do as opposed Absolutely. to my, my Twitter like usual? So folks pr- might want to know where they can find me other places since I'm not going to be here anymore. <laughs> Uh, so I do a lot of cool shows. One of them is called Very Random Encounters. It's a tabletop, uh, role-playing game podcast I do with a lot of, uh, familiar faces from this show. So Logan, Greg, and then our friend Lee. Uh, and we play tabletop, uh, role-playing games, stuff like Dungeons and Dragons, but the twist is, um, we use random number generators to determine as many details as we can, and then we 
try to sort of make an interesting story out of randomly determined everything and it's a fun challenge um i also do arbitrary archive with my brother dj where we review movies and music and tv um once a week it's kind of become less of a review show and more of just like a recommendation show because it's more fun to talk about good things than it is to talk about bad ones um and then there's also a newer show that is super fun to do called got it memorized where uh my friend joe and i uh are recapping the plot of kingdom hearts um sort of one world at a time uh in episodes of kingdom hearts we're currently in the first game and it's wild just as the kingdom hearts plot is so um those are the three i think three yep three places where you can find me in the podcast world and i'm on twitter at the travis w will is at washing the sink i'm at dragging a lake we were we were gonna do chat questions. Well, we'll do we'll do chat stuff during uh during our Leaf Green playthrough, which will be on Twitch. I need a setup for that, so that's like an hour till that stream. I got a setup for that, so we will we will do questions there. But this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super, super effective. Prebacidians. Keep that dog clean in 2017.